magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. And with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, man? Not much, Pat. How you doing? We got... I'm doing doing well. Doing well. We got a, an intimate session today. We do. We do. This is just Jerry and I this week. Uh, no guests. Just, uh, just two bros hanging out, doing bro stuff. Um, uh, yeah, but before we get into the episode, you know, <laughs> sorry, that just totally yeah. threw me off the rails. <laughs> uh, it just reminded me of a joke I heard that, uh, what do you call a group of white guys? A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Tis for true. confirming that stereotype, Pat. It <laughs> is true. It is true. Uh, as always, want to, uh, just send a thank you to Hipsters of the Coast. You know, they bring, bring you Leaving a Legacy every Friday, so I want to appreciate them. Also, if you want to support the show directly... You can visit patreon.com slash legacy. You can support the show for as little as a dollar an episode. It helps us out a ton. Um, I actually just got my green screen uh, for to upgrade my, my streaming content that we have for you guys. Um, got a new overlay for Twitch. Pretty excited about that. So we get to see um, Pat stream on the moon. Pat stream <laughs> at Hawaii. Pat streams at summer camp. Oh, summer camp be fun. <laughs> Basically, we're just going to recreate all the Ernest movies, except with Pat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously well worth just a dollar an episode, so definitely go to go to Patreon, like a dollar an episode. Uh, we have some really awesome supporters there. I'm going to have to shout out a few at the end, uh, our newest supporters, just to thank them. And uh, and yeah, we you know we have awesome stickers and shout outs. We do play mats. Um, I was thinking about maybe doing something like uh, like beer mugs or shot glasses or something like that, Jerry. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts on that were, but I think it'd be kind of cool to do. Uh, I will never say no to glassware. You can never have enough glassware. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So definitely check it out. Um, The link will be in the show notes as well. So the first thing we want to go over, this is kind of a a segment, Jerry, that we we used to do every week, and it kind of died off, um, probably because we, you and I, I mean, at least for myself, haven't played as much Paper Magic lately. It's been mostly Magic Online. Um, so the stories and the, the personalities don't always stick out in my head as much. Um, but we used to do kind of like our weekend legacy and I, we sort of want to bring that back. We had some really great feedback from, uh, some of our patrons and they said that they, that was an, a, a segment that they missed. So, uh, we got to play some magic this week. Um, I'm going to go first cause Jerry, Jerry says his segues very nicely into our next segment. So you can't call out segues, Pat. Jeez. <laughs> God. So uh, I did stream again uh, last week, uh, playing Omni Show. We went two and three. Uh, played Bryant Cook again. Like I can't, I can't play a league without playing against that guy. Um, but I think we faced two Storm decks and lost to them. That's just been a matchup that's, that's sort of been befuddling me. And then I think we lost, <laughs> we lost our other game to. I think it was, I think it was round five. We lost to like uh show and tell they like I play Grizzlebrand, they play Humility and just never <laughs> never got to beat Humility. Um so I added a couple Ashen Riders to the sideboard. One of Jerry's favorite cards in the Sneak and Show sideboard. Um just something to have for those matchups I guess where humility is a possibility. And then I started up a second league. I didn't stream it. I just played it uh, the other night, and this one was actually pretty fun. I sort of wrote down what was going on in the game so that I could remember because just playing Magic Online, Jerry, like because you're just clicking, you're just especially when you're not streaming, the stories just don't stick in my mind. So I wrote them down. I was playing against uh, Four Color Leofold, and uh, game one they just scooped to a uh, Resolve Grizzlebrand off a of show and tell, which is great. Like you know, attack, draw seven cards, it's, it feels real good. Um, and then game two, so I played Emrakul off of Omniscience. And got to like get my extra turn, but I didn't realize that that Emrakul definitely trades with Baleful Strix. That was, <laughs> was a huge disappointment. So like, I take my extra turn, I attack. They 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 uh, sacrifice all their lands, block with Baleful Strix, yeah. and they have they just have a Leovold on board, and they're like, and I'm at like twelve, and they just like hit me, hit me, hit me. I play like I'm I, I'm like drawing because I know like the top of my deck. 
I'm just like drawing a card, drawing a card. They're just like lands, land, land, like lotus petal, nothing worthwhile. And I have omniscience in play, so like anything I get, I can just play for free. And uh, I draw brainstorm off the top. I'm like, oh, thank God, brainstorm. Oh no, there's a Leofold board. <laughs> I have to put the two lands back in my hand, back on top of my deck, and I'm at six life. I'm like, well, I just scooped there because I was like, I know what I'm drawing the next two turns. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. And then uh, game three, um, I had like I opened up with like a show and tell, um, a couple like soul lands, uh, like a volcanic island, but I also had um, a sneak attack. And so one of my one of the things I found Jerry that, that I really like in this deck is that like. You have so many pieces, like so many combo pieces. It's not like your like combo is like only two pieces. Like it can be like like any of like three combinations essentially, right? So a lot of times I'll run out the show and tell early in the game just to get it countered, so that it makes way for my next the next piece that I want to play, which is exactly what happened. So like I get show and tell countered, and we go like through this counter war, right? Where like I force him, he forces me back. I spell pierce him. He like he I don't know if he forced me back or whatever whatever the case was. It doesn't really matter. But at the end of it all, like he was off of, like with like one card in hand, I'm off of, like two or three cards in hand. So it was fine. Uh, drop sneak attack, get Grizzlebrand, draw seven. Uh, I attack with Grizzlebrand. Uh, I'm, I'm up at, I'm up to fourteen. Opponents at eight. Uh, he he see he surgicals my my show and tell which I don't know why he did that. He sees that I have Emrakul in hand and then just scoops because he had I mean he had no way of beating me that game. Um, so that was that was the that game I played on Magic Online. That was really fun. Um, I like blank brainstorm against against Leovold. I felt so dumb because I know what that card does. I played Leovold before, but I just like I was just finally like oh yes uh, yes brainstorm play brainstorm. Damn it. <laughs> so. But uh, but yeah, it was good. So Jerry, how about you, man? You got to go down to GP Providence, right? I did, I did. Uh, so I get in the car. I took Friday off because I had be uh, nice. had a big weekend plans. So I took Friday off. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go drive down to GP Providence. There's the Eternal Week uh, Eternal Weekend uh, trial for a, a buy. Uh, I'm gonna play in that, and it's like a Friday at two o'clock. So there's probably not that many people going. I'm like maybe I could scoop up an easy buy. So I get in my car and I drive down there. And literally, like, on the highway, just, like, right in front of the convention center, like, I could freaking see the convention center. I just hit bumper-to-bumper traffic. Oh, yeah, so I saw I saw you, like, I've been in traffic for hours, I think I'm just going to turn home. I meant to ask you, like, how did you hit that kind of traffic? I have no idea. Like, it was 2 o'clock on a Friday. Like, what Like what was going on? I don't... Something must have happened in Providence, I don't know. But I, like, muscle through, I go through... Uh, the parking. I'm like, all right, it's past times running it, so maybe it's running late. <laughs> and <laughs> I get in there, I get into the event hall, I pay my fifteen dollars to park in the uh the parking garage, and I go up there, and it's like two o five, and I run up to the registration table, and I'm like, has the legacy already been called? And then all of a sudden, over the loudspeaker, I hear. Uh, Legacy Eternal Weekend Round One pairings are up. Oh. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! <laughs> and they're like, I mean, you can you can enter late and take a loss, but in order to get the buy, you had to go undefeated. So I'm like, well, right. there, there's no point. So right, because the whole reason you went there is to get the buy. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I paid my fifteen dollars for the parking. So I'm like, all right, I might as well try and enjoy it. So I just walked around, talked to a bunch of people, talked to Michelle over at the Gaming Etc. booth for a while. Uh, I ran into uh, Das Beach. Uh, oh yeah, uh, from BJ. BJ, <laughs> Disc- yeah. Dis- Disco Jesus on Twitter. The is what <laughs> Biscuit Jesus. Biscuit Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he was running. Uh, he was running coverage for uh, Wizards of the Coast, so I got to talk to him for a bit, which was awesome. Uh, just catching up with him, and then uh, I went over and I got to meet uh, Zach Stella, who's the artist uh, for uh, Show and Tell. Yeah, and, 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 uh... A bunch uh, of other things, like... Yeah, True Name Nemesis, I yeah, think, true, right? Yeah, like, True Name Nemesis, a uh, bunch of, like, really popular standard cards. Delver and Secrets, right? Yep. Um, I actually bought one of his test prints, because he did, uh, uh, Colossus of Arcos from Theros, which is just an okay. art I really like, which is, like, the big, like, riff off of Colossus of Rhodes. Uh, just a sweet art, so I better bought a print of that, but... Oh. It was nice, because it was, like, a GP on a Friday, as there was practically no one there so mm-hmm. i just got to hang out talk to him uh talk to like all about the pieces that he's been making i guess he has a lot of pieces coming up in the new dungeons and dragons artwork 
Really? Yeah, so he's saying, like, they gave him, like, the Red Dragon, the Manticore, the Minotaur, like, all of these, like, really cool uh, pieces for the new Dungeons & Dragons book. Uh, So he was talking about that, and then he was talking about how they gave him a bunch of really cool uh, art for upcoming sets. He said he has, like, a bunch of pieces coming out over the next year, so I'm excited to see what he does. Super cool. I really like his art. Like, he does does light effects just really well. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, he did uh, Verterous... Blah, the Gear Hulk from yeah, Virtuous, yeah, Virtuous, Virtuous. I can't pronounce it, <laughs> but he just does like metal and sun glints and like all of that just really, really well. But talked to him for a bit and I got him to actually uh, sign my show intels and he actually uh, painted his signature with uh, gold ink. So oh, cool! Just, yeah, it just shows up like super nice on the foil show and tell. So I was really excited to get that. Uh, and that was all I got to do at GP Providence. <laughs> did, did you play anything? No, I didn't. I mean, I thought about uh, going and playing in like side events, like a draft or something. But there wasn't any yeah. other legacy events there, and I just I didn't really feel oh, like sticking man. around. Yeah, so I drove an hour. Actually, it was like an hour and a half with traffic uh, to Providence. Paid fifteen dollars. Got my show and tell sign, talked to some people, and then got a Crunchwrap Supreme from the Taco Bell. <laughs> fair trade. Yeah. Fair trade off. Fair trade. Um, of course, I, I mistakenly credited uh, Delver Secrets to uh, Zach Stella. It's, of course, Niels Ham, but uh, I just wanted to make that correction before I forgot. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll, in the 30 seconds it took you to make that correction, you'll get lots of hate mail from people who just pause the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You idiot. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, fine. it's 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 well deserved. It's well deserved. Yes, of course. Oh, I can't believe I made that mistake. Um, well, that's all. Um, I mean, that's 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 unfortunate that you didn't get a chance to play Legacy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I did get my fix in with a league. Uh, I actually need to finish it up because I got home Sunday night and I decided to jam a league. Uh, what I love about Sneak and Show is it was like ten thirty at night and I'm like oh, I, mm-hmm. I should be in bed by midnight. Let's start a league. <laughs> and I got I got four matches in by midnight. Wow. <laughs> um, two of which being against Storm. I played against Tess and also. Did you play Brian Cook again? <laughs> I did not play Brian Cook. I really wish I had, because I am so ready for Brian. Brian, you should be shaking in your boots. Uh, my new sideboard all star is uh, uh, Arcane Laboratory. Yeah, I've, I have one of those on my sideboard as well. I've never gotten to cast it though. Uh, it was it was great. There, that, I actually posted a picture on the Facebook group because I mm-hmm. show intelled in Grizzlebrand and my opponent show intelled in uh, Caracas, which uh-huh. you don't really see Caracas in a lot of Storm decks. So no. I was really interested to see him bring that out of the sideboard. But I had a Arcane Lab in play, mm-hmm. so he just bounced my Grizzlebrand. And we just went back and forth, back and forth, until finally he played a Empty the Warrens for two. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just making two goblins. They were just, like, attacking, 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 and then finally I just drew my sneak attack. And I had, like, three red sources <laughs> at that point. So I'm like, all right, Emrakul. Okay, bounce it. Emrakul again. Hit you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm currently 4-0 in that league. I need to finish Very it nice. up. Yeah. Very nice. That's but, awesome. The reason why I took Friday off, not just so I could pay $15 to eat at Taco Bell, <laughs> was because uh, it was Josh Sissio's wedding this weekend. Yeah, our buddy Josh Sissio, we've had him on the cast before. He's actually we've had him streamed on, like, with me before. Three or four times. Yeah, and he's, he's helped me stream before. He is just uh, one of like the highlights i think of our local community here so tell yeah. us about the sissio wedding yeah i mean it was it was awesome to go to i mean first of all just josh is probably the person i have learned more about magic from than anyone in the entire you know universe like when yeah. i first started playing legacy josh was like the store's end boss yeah. uh, and he has only gotten better since then so i've known josh for probably like five years now uh and it was just it was just awesome getting to go to his wedding they had it was up in like killington vermont and it was actually a three-day event because he <laughs> he rented like this mansion in the in the mountains of Killington. Um, it was like a force. It was it was uh, two houses, 
Um, one house was like two floors. The other house was four floors, but it was like on the side of a mountain. So you, you like walk in the front door and it's like this old like ski lodge with like a billiards room and, uh, like a living room. And then you just keep going down and it was Mm -hmm. like, you go down the mountainside and each lay, each floor was like a different, uh, area of just like people hanging out. Uh, there was like two hot tubs. I think we had like 30 or 40 people in the house. So it was it was just an awesome magic uh, magic wedding. All all the nice. uh, all the local magic guys were there, so we just got to talk about stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was just it was just an awesome time. So oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I was just really glad to be able to spend that time with him. Many happy years to Josh and his new bride for sure. Yes, the lovely Stacy. Stacy. <laughs> I will say there was so much country music. <laughs> It's so much country music. I guess Stacy is a big country music fan, so it was just twenty four seven country music blaring throughout the house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. It, it this was my last wedding, wedding number fifteen, and I think it was the perfect cap. Just having the three day weekend, just uh, to party with a bunch of uh, friends that I made through magic. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would, that's pretty great. I wouldn't have gone to this if it wasn't for magic. Yeah. No, this is your last wedding for the year. You said last wedding for the year. I, I have wow. my I have my weekends back. Jeez, fifteen weddings. That is insane. <laughs> and it's like it's October. There's still like a full two well, months. That's the thing. Left. It's like I wasn't going to weddings in like February. It's basically from like basically from like late March to last weekend. I've been going to just weddings straight. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> like pretty much every weekend I've had a wedding. <laughs> That sounds miserable. Yeah, I, I, need, <laughs> I mean, awesome, like awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy weddings of people that I like, but like, I also get invited to weddings that like I just don't want to go to. You know, that's true. I uh, mean, I wanted to go to all the weddings I went to. I mean, I wouldn't. I, well, if good. I didn't, if I didn't want to go, I just wouldn't have gone. <laughs> it's, well, well, you gotta it, realize, like a lot of the weddings my wife gets invited to, it's like a work friend. It's like I don't know any of these people. I don't want to know these people. Uh, don't yeah. let me hang out with these people, please. Yeah. See, I went to like five magic weddings this year, and they were all awesome. Oh, yeah. See, that sounds awesome. That's a that's a wedding I would go to. Uh, yep. Don't worry, Pat. Very when, cool. When I get married, there will be like draft pods set up. And... <laughs> well, you think we'll be able to play some legacy at your wedding? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I tell you that I tell you the deck that I'm I'm really looking forward to putting together today. Um, brand new deck. I mean, I think this is probably the next big thing in Legacy is Popeye Stompy. Oh, Popeye Stompy. Yeah, yeah. I've really heard about it. I'm really excited for this deck. It looks like absolute gas. It really does. I mean, I don't think there's any cards in here that, are, that aren't worth their weight in gold. Have you put on your critical thinking skills hat, Pat, before you came no, to this uh, I mean, conclusion? Jerry, you know me. I am a net decker, and all I want to do is take a list off, off the internet and copy the 75 and play it on Magic Online or play it in paper... Uh, and that's just how I operate, man. Just no like, thought who, at all. <laughs> who doesn't want to have one counterbalance in their deck? <laughs> that was the biggest of the trolls. I can't even hold it together <laughs> at that. <laughs> so the news has leaked by now. I was kind of, I was kind of sad to see it uh, come out in the open. I was really enjoying the ride while it lasted, but uh, I wonder. I, I'm really wondering what the fallout's going to be because. The article came out this morning, right? Right. Yes, it did. Uh, well, as far as from when we're recording, Bob's article came out this morning where he he, he let it leak. Um, I actually talked to him because I told him we were going to be talking about it on the cast tonight. I'm like, hey, are you going to tell people the truth uh, by, like, Friday? Because otherwise, uh, we are. <laughs> No, yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was just like, Bob, hey, we're going to talk about this. Is that cool? It's going to spoil your little plan, <laughs> conniving <Yes>. bastard. <laughs> the one of Ramirez de Petrio. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> de Pietro, I think. I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. Oh, yeah. so These I... old cards. It's, it's like, uh, so this, so we got rumblings of this deck like last, like late last week, right? Yeah, so I first heard about it uh, when Saffron Olive... Uh, or it was either Saffron Olive or Julian Nab um, posted on Twitter uh, about this hot new deck that was tearing up the Legacy Leagues and no one knew what was in it. Yeah. So from there, I like posted up on the Facebook group. It's like, hey, does anyone know what's in this? And it just like exploded from there. Mm-hmm. There was like five uh, Reddit threads came out about it. I think like the thread on the Facebook group has like over 50 responses. Um, so people were just like, what the hell is this deck? All these rumors were swirling around that like the people who invented the deck were doing 
uh, 5-0 drop, uh, or like going 4-0 and then dropping so that the deck wouldn't be published in the undefeated deck list area. Right, right. Um, like all this stuff going on. So I'm like, all right, something's going on. It's like, all right, we know it's Pirate Stompy. Like, you know, the, the title Stompy means it's like an ancient tomb city of traders deck that's usually right. ramping into three and four drops, usually with things like Chalice of the Void and Trinisphere. Right. So I think to myself, I'm like, all right, like, if I was Bob and I was putting this deck together, because also it came out that Bob and Julian were the originators of the deck. Um, you know, <laughs> Julian known for playing Stompy decks. <laughs> yes. That should have been the first red flag. <laughs> Um, so I'm like, all right, if I was in their shoes, it's like, what would I put together? And I start like looking at the theories being thrown around and I start like coming up with all these deck lists and Pat, I immediately think to myself, these are hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these decks are so bad. So far. So I like, I messaged to- uh, Bob and I'm like, yo, what's in this deck list? And he, and he just responds, sorry, it's under wraps. <laughs> it's under- <laughs> and that's immediately a red flag for me. Cause I'm like, all right. If Bob's not telling me what's in this list, there are two possibilities. It's either A, so incredibly good, he is holding this so tight to his chest for Eternal Weekend, he doesn't want anyone to know about it. And I think, <laughs> if that's the case, he wouldn't have posted about anything on it on Twitter in the first place. Right. Or B, this is Bob trolling like Bob is known to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that, like, immediately stuck out to me, too, is that every creature has a type pirate in it, which to me is like, you're just, I mean, come on, you know? Yeah, so uh, I started talking about it. I talked to uh, our friend Lawrence, and I'm like, Lawrence, do you, what's going on with this? Like, these are all terrible cards. Like, I don't think this is real. And Lawrence just goes, all right, I'm going to tell you a secret, but you can't tell anyone. <laughs> it's a huge troll. <laughs> <laughs> It's. It was apparently cobbled together by the uh, remnants of the old Miracles thread because right. Miracles hasn't done enough harm to the Legacy meta. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to band together, and I guess it just like started as a joke. Like they, right. I think Bob posted some screenshots of the uh, like the original chat. And it was like Julian Nab just saying, "It's like, oh, let's just come up with a, a weird deck name, and then yeah, start just... and then start talking about it, and just be vague and see what people do." Yeah, and, and that's apparently what they did. And I was talking to Bob, and they never actually even mentioned pirates when they were talking about it. Yeah, apparently at around the same time they started talking about this cool secret deck on Twitter. Someone else completely unrelated to them was talking about getting blown out by the new pirate in uh in legacy in a legacy yeah. league. And like just people assumed that the two were the same and Pirate Stompy like beat was born overnight. <laughs> I mean it was like it was all over the cause I, I will peruse like the MTG legacy subreddit like you know, every other day or so. And it was all over the subreddit on Saturday. <laughs> I mean and, like the top like fifteen posts were all about Pirate Stompy. It was so annoying. And like all the Twitter all the Twitter like legacy content was also about Pirate Stompy. It was just like, oh come so, on. So it was hilarious. So Bob added me to the uh to the group chat they that originated it. And I'm like sitting in there uh with them and everyone like as new tech gets spoiled they start like posting it to the group chat and it's like we just watched the internet invent a deck that didn't exist and like reverse engineer it from nothing and we're sitting there like oh that's actually a pretty good idea (laughs) i mean this deck's still garbage but like that's some good synergies i can see that So they're sitting in there and they're talking and like, uh, I forget who it is, but someone's real is like, guys, people are starting to catch on that this deck is terrible. Right. <laughs> like peop- like uh, by the end of the first day, someone had already like streamed a pirate stompy list. It was, yeah. Uh, like, it looks like uh, Cabrio Montez. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's a por- streaming the pirates deck. Yeah. He's a Portuguese player. Um, so I actually watched a little bit of that stream. It was like, it, it the deck did stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, like it can pick up games, but it was by no means like the five zero monster that everyone was making it out to be. Right. Um. So people were like, "All right, how can we kind of like shift this narrative so to kind of distract people from the fact that this deck is garbage?" <laughs> <laughs> and so someone in the chat decides, like, "Oh, what if we just like shift the narrative and just control the narrative?" 
and instead make it about a whole discussion about Deck Brewer's rights. <laughs> oh, jeez. And so they, like, uh, one of them, like, logs on to, like, a fake Reddit account and posts this, like, long diatribe about just, like, Deck Brewer's rights and respecting Brewer's privacy and just basically just making just a whole bunch of outlandish, ridiculous claims and just mm. letting the argument, uh, the internet argue about that instead. So and it blew my mind is it worked it worked oh, yeah. pat like i'm watching it and i'm it, like people are just arguing about this stupid thing about like deck brewers rights and all which all of it is just absolutely ridiculous like i don't even want to get into that argument because of just how ridiculous that argument is but like the entire time this is going on i'm just like really self-aware of just how ironic this is and it's just like <laughs> it feels like the magic community is like a micro microcosm of like the world as a whole we hear all this news about like fake news and russian trolls and you know like twitter bots like propagating all this fake media and i'm just like this is how it happens like this is like a small case study in this community which represents this massive thing that's going on in the world and it's just like this all would have been avoided if people were just like stop and think about what they're saying before they actually say it Right, right. I mean, well, that's that's kind of like was part of your point too, right? Because you and I were sort of talking about this before, uh, you know, late last week, and we were just like, I was like, oh, I don't really know if I'm on board with this joke or not. Like, I don't really know how funny this is. I know you like, made me feel bad. I'm just like, no, oh I'm man. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I'm like, oh, should that I? Wasn't my intent. It was just kind of like I was just sort of like playing like devil's advocate because I'm not like huge on jokes where like. The in crowd is in on the joke, and everyone else is a sucker for it. I know when you put but, it when you put it that way, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I feel really bad because <laughs> then I got in on it too. Like I post started posting things like, ah, oh, I just played against the pirates deck, guys. It absolutely crushed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other the other thing is is like, if people just use their critical thinking skills, they would see that the deck like it's not. I mean, come on, like it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look good. It probably isn't good. I mean, people like went out and like seemed to like some people expect hard on some of these cards, which that, like so that's I yeah that's that blowing up in their face because I think specking is like one of the worst parts of Magic personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing I do want to get out in the open is I've seen people accusing like Bob and that group of doing like market manipulation, saying that they bought up all these copies of Rashad and Brigand and all of that beforehand. And I just want to mm-hmm. say that's not true at all because they didn't even know the deck was going to be pirates until the internet decided it was pirates. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> they did not spec on any of those cards because we literally were in the group, like, and every once in a while someone would post an updated price from, like, MTG Price or something, and people were like, this is ridiculous. Rashad right. and Bergan's up over 2,000% in 24 hours. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So I mean, so... The, the, I had a lot of feelings about this this whole thing. I don't mind speculators getting burned because I think, like, the only time I'll ever spec on a card or spec on a product is if I think it has legs personally. Like, I think it's worthwhile to spec on, not just because I see a list and, like, we'll just trust someone else's judgment. You know, Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I, I look at it as, like, I'll spec on standard cards. Like, a new card comes out, and I'm like, this card seems really good. I'm going to buy a couple play sets of it because it's a dollar rare right now but if this sees play in modern or legacy it's going to go up to a five or ten dollar card like when Deathrite shaman came out i bought 12 copies of Deathrite shaman at like two dollars because i'm like this this card's insane so i like especially when it's like newer cards i think that's fine but just like blindly buying up the supply of like old cards that were printed 20 years ago and the only reason why they're going to be expensive is because they're super rare like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't really agree with that yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just, the other part of where, like, people were, I mean, so I think one of the reasons why people were so amped up about this deck and talking about it so much is that Legacy is one of those formats where when something new happens, it's super exciting. Like, new things happen in Standard mm-hmm. all the time, new decks new decks come in Modern once in a while, like, but in Legacy, a truly new deck, like, what's the last new deck you can think of? Uh, I'm sure there's been one since then, then, but I would say Oops All Spells is the last, like, truly new deck. Like, El- the Eldrazi deck is the one that comes Oh, yeah, out, probably right? that. Yeah, Eldrazi's right? recent. Yeah, but, that's, like, that's true. But other than that, like, in, in the tenure I've had playing Legacy the last three years or so, that's the only deck you can think of that, like, like came from almost all standard cards, right? Like, all these standard cards got released... All of a sudden, boom, there's this legacy deck. And, like, a decent legacy deck, it's still, like, around a little bit here and there. It's not putting up top eights or anything, but it's out there, right? Mm -hmm. In legacy, there's just not as much 
there's not as much meta change, there's not as much shift, there's not as much excitement when it comes to new decks. It just doesn't happen that way because of the way the format is. And, like, that's fine. That's part of why we like the format, right, is because it has a lot of stability to it. But I think people are also really hungry for decks, like for, for new decks. I think people mm. are really hungry for change and for innovation and for exciting things to happen. And, like, how cool would that be if there was a pirate deck in Legacy? Like, <laughs> I, like I, And how how awesome would it be if it was someone like Bob Wong, who is, like, an innovator of decks... Like to come up with that, and someone who I really appreciate in the community to come up with a deck like that—that that would be like a double win for me, at least. You know, as someone who enjoys the format and likes Bob's content. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the 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 swing back of that is also like we also can't just be a community that um, follows the lead of of every content creator and like takes everyone's word for it and, and, and is susceptible to those to those kind of like. Uh, tricks that can be played on on the community so it's it's kind of like so many people believed it because they wanted it to be true <laughs> yeah yeah and like and, and it, it is exciting in legacy i think it's probably one of those things where people jump at the chance of there for there being something new and innovative well bob, um, bob said it too in his article that uh you know he thinks maybe one of the reasons why this took off because this was way more successful than any of them ever thought i don't even know if successful is the right word like i <laughs> they just thought it was just going to be like a couple little jokes on Twitter, and it just it, it, exploded. It was, big, <laughs> it was big enough to to garner a comment from LSV, who's like the ultimate magic <laughs> troll, and he was just like, uh, "I'm gonna see if I can look it up." But it was it was very complimentary to Bob <laughs> how complete the troll was. <laughs> but yeah, like he, Bob says in his article, just like how out of control it got. Like it became the number one thread on the Magic Reddit page. Uh, there were like multiple pages. Like, it was all anyone was talking about for days in the legacy community, (laughs) which I think, you know, he pointed it out in his article, too, is that it's like, oh, for once we're talking about something other than Deathrite Shaman in Legacy. This is nice. (laughs) Yeah, which is like, I can get, again, I can get that, too, because people are a little upset that the format feels a little stale, which, again, to me, seems ridiculous because Miracles was, like, the number one deck for years and, like, people now are, like, they're tired of the grindy Deathrite Shaman games. So I don't mean, I don't really buy into that, but um, that probably also is a bit of a factor in why the deck, why this fucking trash pile blew up. <laughs> uh, someone was pointing out, it's like, guys, you do realize we're going to be losing to so many turn one Chalice of the Voids from all these people that bought into the deck and now have to transition into another deck. <laughs> yep. The thing is, is like, ah, I actually like it because it's like, Sea Stompy used to be a really good deck. Like, my, no, I shouldn't say really good. It used to be a deck. <laughs> I'll rephrase yeah. that. Sea <laughs> Stompy, which is mono blue Stompy uh, with like Sea Drake and other uh, Serdib Ifrit, uh, just other blue beaters, used to be a really good deck and then it's fallen out of favor for the more efficient, uh, you know, red uh, Stompy list. But I was just really excited just to see it come back to fruition. And there are people still playing it. Like, Aaron Campbell came up with a list that actually wasn't half half bad. Like, it put up results. My favorite part was that it uh, it has a sideboard plan where it transforms into Sneak and Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like, oh, glad to see that it transforms into a good deck. <laughs> I had to get my digs in. <laughs> I know, I like that. <laughs> so it's I was like, like we'll play Doomsday with a transformational sideboard into Mentor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like people actually were playing with it. And like, I mean, it's not a tier one deck. It's probably not even a tier two deck, but it can win games. I mean, yeah. just for the sheer fact that it's a stompy list. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I was disappointed that didn't catch on more is I saw Hostage Taker with uh, Cavern Harpy, and I thought that was just <laughs> super spicy. <laughs> super inefficient. For six mana, I get to steal one of your spells and then cast it myself. <laughs> but I can do it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Ramirez de Pietro, the the six mana four three first strike. That's all it is. Like, that's all it is. Uh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, I do. I did like the um <laughs> the hoodwink in the sideboard. I, there's no way that that wasn't a mistake. Oh no. Like two <laughs> copies of hoodwink. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. One one copy of Mindbreak Trap. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's really yeah. I mean, like some of these cards, like Sirens Ruse, like some of the, the actual like the if you think about some of the 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 names of the cards in the deck, it just sort of seems a little. Oh no, the uh, list the list he po- posted is is extra bad. It's a hundred percent troll. Like he made that list as a troll. There have yeah. been some actual decent uh, 
some actual decent uh, pirate stompy list that people have posted yeah. that, that people have won games with. So, I mean, I think that's oh, yeah. cool. If 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 no nothing else happened from this event, then a couple of people getting introduced to Legacy through this and seeing yeah. this cool deck that they like and actually can play. I mean, I think that that matter is great. Yeah, totally. The fact that MTG Finance uh, got kicked in the teeth a little bit is just the the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, I have I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. Good luck uh, unloading you... all of those uh, Rashad and Brigands and Rashad and Cut purses. <laughs> <laughs> Did you happen to see the... Um, I don't know how much we want to go into this, and we can delete this if you think that it's not worth talking about. But Rich Stein from our family over at Hipster of the Coast did uh, put, out, put out an article about this deck and kind of the effect it had on the uh, on the community. Did you see, happen to see that yourself? I saw it and I skimmed it, but I didn't really get a chance to read into it because I, I was at work and then my boss walked yeah. by and I'm like, all right, oh, I, right. Should, I should probably do something and look busy. <laughs> Rich, Rich, you got to put more like graphs and tables in your articles. <laughs> that way it looks like I'm doing work. Even if they're meaningless. Even, even if they're meaningless. Venn diagrams even. Venn diagrams <laughs> yeah. would work. Literally just anything. Anything. <laughs> Um, it was it was basically just you know um, there is there are some things I think that go on I mean I don't think this is I don't think this applies to Bob at, at all but it is interesting that some um, writers content producers work for websites that also sell cards mm-hmm. because it, it certainly can have an effect on you know how are these guys getting paid or they get like is Saffron Olive is a great example of someone who like takes a deck, right, like creates a deck from nothing that is literally like pennies in the dollar what you pay for like another deck in that same format. And then sure enough, every time that deck list gets released, the price of all those singles go way up and like the deck goes from like being sub $30 to being like 80 or $90. So it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. So and it's like it's it's curious if, if like are these writers getting paid for selling those cards? Like, are they getting some kind of cut of that? It, that was kind of the point of the article. Was like, eh, it would be nice if there was like a lot more transparency in magic because it, it's it's required in other other industries where there's content creators where they're putting their name behind a product. Um, you know, are these guys getting paid off for for basically playing these cards? You know, making these cards worth uh, wanted essentially. I would say the vast majority of content producers don't just from my experience being a content producer and also talking and interacting with other content producers, I would say the vast, vast majority of content producers, that's not the case as far as they know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, are there some content producers that are literally just doing pump and dump schemes? Yes, 100%. I could name a couple off air (laughs) and just have very strong feelings. So if you ever get me out of GP and take me to a bar, you'll (laughs) you'll get an earful of that. So it's like, do those people exist? Yes, they are. But for 99% of content producers, that's not the case. That being said, that's not saying it's not an implicit understanding by those sites. You know, that's that's what, you know, we talked about when we decided we wanted to come to Hipsters is that Hipsters isn't backed by a store. Right. And I'm not saying that being backed by a store is a, is a bad thing. It's just... No, no, not at all. I, I've definitely seen, you know, some pretty shady underhanded tactics by, you know, certain stores in the U.S. that, you know, use their content as a way to make money, either by mm-hmm. releasing content after they've already bought up the supply of a particular card... Uh, or, you know, using that content to drive sales of cards that maybe wouldn't see as much play. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the content producers ne- themselves necessarily uh, are aware of that, but I would say a lot of, uh, you know, sites do take advantage of just that dynamic. And it, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm even hesitant to say take advantage because, I mean, they are a business. It's a business practice. It's, it's a gray line. I can definitely see arguments on both sides, but I definitely think there are some places that are more egregious than others. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think you're totally right in that, in that respect. All right. <laughs> um, also coming up this week, we just wanted to give a, uh, a shout out for the scholars um, putting on their real estate tourney this weekend, uh, Saturday in Brockton. Are you going up to that, Jerry? Yeah, definitely want to get up there, get some practice in before eternal weekend. Plus, it's, you know, winning a tabernacle. Can't say no to nice. that. Awesome. Sweet. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll be able to make it, unfortunately, because of work. But uh, I will be streaming this week. Looks like I'm trying to do Wednesdays and Fridays as my streaming night, so I'm trying to have a much more regular schedule. Uh, we're seeing how that works out. <laughs> that works out but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to be playing Steak and Show, of course. Uh, yep. i got to get those reps in. Uh, yeah, I'm just Are you playing the Omniscience package? or? Yeah, Omniscience, no Cunning Wish, because uh, yeah. I like to win games. Uh, yeah, I agree. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to get as many reps in as possible, both in paper and online. Um, I think paper reps are definitely more valuable just cause it's going to, the meta I feel is going to be a lot closer than the online meta, which is mm-hmm. pretty weird. Um, we've talked about it a lot of times, so I'm just, uh, but I'm just trying to get as many games as possible just to, mm-hmm. you know, just internalize all those, those plays to make it as easy as possible because, you know, I, even though I've been playing the deck for years and years and years, I still learn things when I play the deck. Of course, yeah. I don't know awesome. if I'm going to be running the Arcane Lab in paper, though. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> don't really see that much Storm in paper. No, no, that's the thing. Is like Storm is just not as well represented in paper. Just like, just like there'll be a lot more death and taxes than there is on Magic Online, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's the thing that's tough. Is like it, You don't want it to, to skew your perception of the paper metagame as far as the Magic Online metagame is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean... It's it's difficult because I really don't know what the meta is going to look like other than there just mm-hmm. being a lot of Deathrite shamans. Yeah. So yeah. like I think I'm prepared for EW, but I also say that, you know, before a tournament like GP New Jersey, I'm like, alright, I'm prepared for this. And then I mm-hmm. go in and my first five rounds are Dredge, storm, dredge, dredge, storm, dredge. <laughs> right, and that, and that can like that can happen at any tournament too. So that's the thing is like you can prepare for any meta game, but like you're just gonna face you're gonna face all the decks. Like, the chances of you facing all the decks are very high because Legacy is such a diverse format, and people will just play whatever deck they have. You know, it's not just a bunch of people with unlimited cards to go to a tournament. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's why buys are so important too. That's why I was really yeah. disappointed to miss the buy tournament for EW because a round one and two buy is huge in Legacy. Yeah, Like, it's yeah. important for, like, Standard and other formats, but Legacy especially, because mm-hmm. especially in those first one, two, three rounds of a tournament, like, you can verse anything. <laughs> like, my, my friend Ara, my friend Ara, we went to uh, GP New Jersey, and he left his Legacy deck at home, so he borrowed our friend's Modern Affinity deck. <laughs> and he, like round one, he played Reanimator, and he beat Reanimator because the uh, modern Affinity deck runs Vapor Snags. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which is a huge problem for Reanimator to deal with. <laughs> so it's like, like literally anything and everything can be uh, played against in the early rounds of the Legacy tournaments. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, awesome. All right, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we got out of here this week? Um, I will say that, so remember last week I was talking about that comic stop near my house that I had such high hopes for? Right, right. So I was contacted, uh, uh, early scooping at top eight to, uh, Chris Semich for, uh, letting me know about this. Cause if apparently he's also living in the area and he mm-hmm. goes to uh, to the store, and he, he put it together just based on my descriptions. <laughs> so <laughs> makes me wonder how many people out there are zeroing in my, on my exact location, <laughs> like piecing together the clues. <laughs> well, you know, you're you're within walking distance. So yes. That's... Yes. So it's like, I guess, well, just, I mean, me describing the store, you kind of put it together. It's like, all right, a, yeah. a really sweet hobby store with a huge toy collection that only has a single box of Almond Cat and a $1 mm-hmm. rare binder. He's like, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> Um, and he told me that while the store itself doesn't have any legacy events, they actually have a player-run legacy tournament that takes place there every two weeks. So oh, cool. So every other Friday, they have a completely player-run legacy tournament, which I think is just awesome. Yeah, so, that's pretty sweet. So I'm definitely going to hit that up. So, I mean, that's, I guess, why, like, the, the cashier there didn't know anything about it, because it's just, mm-hmm. like... I, first of all, I just want to say that's just so cool of the legacy community. It's like... You know, if you don't have the support to play your favorite format, just do it yourself. Yeah, it's like, that's so awesome. You have the play space. Um, they allow they allow proxies. Uh, he said it was about like uh, every every two weeks they get about eight or ten people, which is a pretty decent pl- uh, turnout. And he said while it started off as like primarily proxies, most people have bought the cards to just build the decks regularly mm-hmm. uh, without proxies. So I mean, they still allow it, but it's still mostly people with the cards. And it's just like they it's just completely player run. They just put it together. It's like, you know, it's not uh sanctioned off obviously because it's not through the store, so it's like pretty casual, but oh that that sounds nice. Like I can literally just walk out my front door, walk two minutes down the road, and I can just play a bunch of casual games of legacy and paper. Yeah. So I'm pumped about that. So are you heading east or west? Which way are you? <laughs> Uh, well, if I head out my door at about 6 p.m., the sun is setting over my left shoulder. 
<laughs> it's about three miles as the raven flies. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. I love hearing the the legacy community or just any gaming community like like you said making making something where there's nothing for them. I think it's yeah. awesome. Well, and then he was saying that it's it's been so popular that they're thinking about expanding it to every Friday. Nice. Yeah. So watch out, watch out, gaming etc. You got some competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I think I, I definitely want to spread my love around to all the all the stores. It's it's tough to get all of them, Pat. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well then let's get into scoops this week, Jerry. Who are you gonna scoop in, in top eight this week? Uh, well, I mean, definitely want to scoop in Chris, like I said, for giving me the the info on the legacy tournament. Oh yeah, uh, Sissio, Josh Sissio for getting married, but he wasn't the only one who got married this weekend. No, he was not. Yeah. This, was a big, this was a big weekend for legacy marriages. Yeah, uh, no, legacy marriages left and right. Our friend uh, Mark Kubrick, who we've had on the show, uh, he got married, so congratulations to him. And also uh, Peter Archibald got married too. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we had a trifecta of legacy weddings. So congratulations yes. to the happy couples. Very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, this week, I just want to scoop in our some of our newest patrons. Uh, Zor Sinon, Josh Millard, who's been listening to cast forever, and Robert Fuffligan. I, I, don't, I hope I don't say that name incorrectly. It's, I believe it's Fuffligan, but, but Zor and Josh and Robert, thank you so much for supporting the show. You're really part of the... Uh, we have a very small group of people who... who who are on the Patreon page. So, uh, and we know we have a lot of listeners out there, so don't be part of the 99% who don't support the show. Jeez, way to get the pressure <laughs> flowing in. No, just kidding. No, but we do appreciate um, all the support that we get from our listeners. Um, it's, it's really awesome. People who, people who don't, are, who aren't even on the Patreon, they, they support the show in other ways. They're, they, they contribute to our Facebook page. They're part of our Twitter community. They uh, they donate playmats and stuff when we're doing fundraisers. So, no, we have the best listeners, and oh. I couldn't be more thankful for them. And speaking of that, we did just start a Discord server, right? We did, yeah. We did start a Discord server for uh, people who are part of our, our Patreon page. Uh, so if you're part of that page, you can get the code to be on the Discord server. I don't think we know what the Discord server is going to be yet, though. Like, I mean, it could certainly be Hangouts. It'll likely be Hangouts at some points. Um, it would also be I don't know I just don't know what what direction we're going to go in, but it's a cool way to kind of like get into Jerry and I's ears at a very uh, there's not a lot of uh, other background noise. It's very direct, so I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I love Discord. I I use Discord for the all my life. Surprisingly, Magic is not the only, but <laughs> um, so I just I really like the Discord server. How you can just set up chats. Um, yeah. I mean, ideally, I think we'd like to start recording the podcast through Discord. Yeah, if we can. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so maybe we can some live action sometime. Yeah, it'll just it'll just be uh I've. I've gone through many youtube uh tutorials on how to do it and i haven't gotten it to quite work out the way i want to but i will continue to, to work on that myself if we got some young millennials out there who know how to function with this <laughs> thing and take pity on some poor old fogies like us maybe can show yes. us how, to, how to make discord work <laughs> yes let us know how to make technology work for us <laughs> Awesome. Well, awesome. And, uh, you know, you can always catch uh, catch Jerry on Twitter at J-M-E-E-3-R-D. You can find me at Pat Uglo on Twitter. The, street, the stream is twitch.tv slash Pat Uglo. Uh, what else? You can find the Facebook page in the show notes, the Patreon page in the show notes. You can email us, leavinglegacy at hipstersofthecoast.com if you have some long-form stuff you want to talk about. And uh, I think that's it, Jerry. You got a die to roll? I do. Also, I just want to say I'm really excited for our guest next week, Pat. Oh yeah, do you want to tease that or do we want to? I think so. I, I mean I think it's already been. I, well, he himself tweeted it out on Twitter today, so I think it's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got uh, we got the one and only Gavin Verhey coming on next week. Yeah, yeah, Gavin's gonna come on. We're gonna, we got a lot to talk about with him. Oh, We're yeah. we are setting up show notes well ahead of time, <laughs> <laughs> earlier than right before the podcast. So um, it's gonna be super sweet. Uh, we got a lot to talk about with him. Um, he is uh, he was we got to meet him at. Um, Hascon, he was just super nice, just a wicked nice guy. Gave was very generous with his time, and uh, I'm really excited to talk to yeah. him uh, next week. And he said he was super excited to talk about Legacy and how uh, Wizards designs cards specifically for Legacy, which is yeah. something the Legacy community likes to speculate all the time. But it's going to be cool to get like the actual insider's perspective of how they design cards. Absolutely. Maybe we can get a maybe we get a preview card here sometime. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're still paying for the candy flipping sins. <laughs> Adrian's last lasting gift. 
Still with us. R.I.P. R.I.P. Still with us. Candy flipping in the bathroom. Uh, all right, we got a dice. All right, roll it. Got 14. Ooh. What we so got? I like the title of this one. Richard Sagwin. This is from May 15th, by the way. So this is quite a while ago. <laughs> requested Brainstorm by Payroll Giovanni. Oh, I've never heard of it, but it fits. Neither have I. I like Brainstorm, though. It's oh, a good card. It is a good card. All right, well, we're going to play some Brainstorm then, I guess. Yeah, play us out with the best one-mana spell in Legacy, Pat. <laughs> I thought it was Deathrite Shaman. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Bad Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> All right. Thanks. That was a bit sweet. Waking up at eight, grabbing my skill, my razor blade and the white plate, fiend in my face, crying the late, cause I won't let her slide with a dime for eight. I came a long way, yeah, man, I done came a long way, yeah. Wake up and hustle all day. Y'all remember us fresh as hell in them hallways. I'm the same nigga. If you ain't want your whole cook, you should've came with it. Not that it would matter, cause you still just a lame nigga. X came, deal a big body lane switching, nigga. You ain't living, so we ain't painting the same picture. Real niggas overlook, fake niggas overbook. Boy, quit the tough fact. Your actions let us know you shook. I stand on my own, too. Still got more power than the whole crew. Jeans cost the old school. I ball like I'm post to. All the shit I've been through, man, I should've been blue. You just getting in the the game I been through, used to chop rocks like a Gensu, now I sell crack through the pencil, I get respect from niggas that's official, you gossip like a bitch do, get the fuck around me, niggas I done helped and tried to down me, Think of where they found me, shout out to my jeweler cause he crowned me, if all this ice melted it'll drown me, trying to stay afloat, you tell jokes because you broke, cause you know to get hoes, that's your real only hope, for gold ropes I sold dope to Kim folks, had money crawler fantasies, the word gave me hope, I just spent three G's on shoes and a hoodie, they want is it off the rapper pounds of the cookie? First time I seen a hundred G's, I got a Woody. You the type to fuck your bag up and pressing pussy. Summertime white tee, expensive jeans, nice sneaks. Big face on my wrist, no, this ain't a bright link. Wintertime in the caddy truck, and I'm inked up. Buy love, baby, just some real niggas linked up. Been shitting partners, don't get me started, bro. Had niggas stressed trying to keep up, plotting on armor trucks. He flashing that little ass chain. Now, why you starting stuff? Knowing if I ball on you, your bitch gonna get starstruck. You seen what I seen, yeah, understand my mind. State. My advice is grind safe and do your best to fly straight I jumped in this rap shit, really with some blind faith Now people around the world like you going, it's your time pay You can always tell who don't ball too much Cause they always the ones that just talk too much I took L's and then pop, I just chalked it up And just quickly carried on the bossing up Nigga stuck in the past, I'm in the whip that cost a buck and a half My mama swear a nigga fucking with slaps I'm just tucking my cash, fuck subtracting, I'm just doubling math I'm self-made with my hustling ass Boy.